Welcome to the Free From Binge Eating Podcast with me, Breed, your host. Binge eating sucks, trust me, I know. I was stuck in that spiral of binging, restricting, dieting, yo-yoing weight loss, feeling guilty and ashamed and hating my body for 10 years. Now that I'm out, I'm turning my pain into purpose by helping you stop binging, start loving your body, self, and life again. It's time to live free from binge eating. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey, beautiful people. So today we've got a pretty interesting special episode, something different, something I've been meaning to do for quite some time, and that is having someone as a guest on the podcast, having a different voice other than just mine, which I think is really important that we hear different perspectives, different voices, different stories. So we are going to be talking to Haley Jenkins. She is from Hit with Haley, H-I-I-T underscore with underscore underscore Haley on IG. So she, similar to me, helps women get out of that diet mindset out of the unhappy place in their mind, the binging, the food and body issues, and get back to that like confident, amazing version of you. She has a bit of a different style, but I feel like we're complimentary. You should check her out for sure. We connected on Insta in the DMs and hit it off straight off the bat. I think it's pretty cool actually that we are a little bit different, but also very much the same because you're going to hear just different stories and different um experiences with this whole food and body journey basically so you'll learn all about her in the episode it's gonna be super fun I loved chatting with her and without further ado let's just jump straight into this episode with Haley. here we go welcome Haley. it's so awesome to have you on the podcast you're officially my very first guest actually so this is I thought to warm us up a little bit, we'll do uh, a bit of a quick fire question. Okay, cool. We'll see how we get on. <laughs> okay, here we go. Where do you live? Essex. What do you love most about Essex? Um, I love the fact that people are quite down to earth. Mm, yeah, I've seen that on Towie. They're pretty dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What is your favorite way to move your body? Um, I love to do HIT workouts, short, mm. quick hits where I'm getting really sweaty. And yeah, that's what gets my endorphins going. Awesome. Peanut butter or Nutella? Oh, that's difficult. Can I have both? On I know. <laughs> um, I would say then, I'm going to say Nutella only because peanut butter can give me a bellyache sometimes, but mm. I still love it. Yeah, such a tough one. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't choose. <laughs> you really got me there. <laughs> okay, another another maybe tough one. Pizza or pasta? Uh, oh, pizza. Pizza, definitely. Yeah. What kind of pizza? I like um, like a triple cheese pizza. I'm not a fan of like meat on pizza. I know that's like obviously a really popular thing to do, but I just love like triple cheese, really cheesy. So it's all dripping down my chin. <laughs> Yeah, when I, I get pizza, I just go all out. I'm like, Domino's, double tomato sauce, double pineapple, pepperoni. Oh, yeah. I've, I've a bit of a weird combo, but. Yeah, and you've got to have the cheese in the crust too, like just giving you all the cheese. <laughs> exactly. Okay, dream travel destination. 
Um, I would like to go to Dubai. Mm, That's yeah. one that I see, you know, everyone going and I'm like, oh, it does look really nice. But yeah, that's where I'd really like to go. Hopefully one day soon. Yeah, I'm sure. But what mm. makes you most happy? What makes me most happy is just generally when I'm actually feeling really content with my life, everything's going well, people around me are happy mm -hmm. and I'm being active and I just yeah. feel good in myself. Yeah, good energy. Yeah. Yeah. What are you working on within yourself most right now, like improving? Um, I would say trying to be more present in daily life with friends and family because sometimes obviously when you're running your own business you can get a little bit consumed with what you're doing and your life so just making sure that I'm there for other people and friends and family as much as I can be for myself as well yeah that's so good I find sometimes I get like swept up in it all and exactly. I'm like on yeah. my phone in the night and my boy my poor boyfriend is just wanting to spend time with me yeah exactly it's exactly the same yeah. as me and you know it does I think some people um kind of make it look easy but it is actually a really difficult thing and it's about being mindful when you're present so like not just um you know it's not easy to be present yeah. I don't think yeah, if you're yeah. someone who's Constant. like quite high energy all the time yeah being present mm. can be a bit difficult so true awesome okay warmed up a little bit now yeah so <laughs> let's get into it I know we've been chatting before the the podcast and there's so much that we have in common and so much that also you can just share I think the cool yeah. thing about like having you here is it's just like another perspective on this whole sit food and body situation and yeah, like it's cool to have variety because people everyone's story is so different but at the same time you see like every person you can find yourself in their story and yeah uh, yeah I think that's just so helpful for people to like not feel alone yeah definitely oh. I think as well like like we are really similar and there's like we were just talking about before which I'm sure we'll talk about there's so many people that are on the other end of the spectrum to us but I think our views are very relatable but there's not too many people like us who are speaking out about these kind of things so it's really nice to be able to do this with you as well yeah cool okay it'd be cool if you could intro yourself a little bit what you do yeah sure so I'm a fitness and well-being coach so I specifically work with women on a 16-week program to just completely get rid of the fad diets and mm -hmm. to get a better relationship with with their body really Awesome. So how long have you been doing it for? So fitness is quite, I wouldn't, well, I'd say I'm new to the industry in the sense that I've been doing it for around a year. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, you know, I've had massive ups and downs over the last 10 years with fitness kind of dipping in and out of it. But in terms of the actual coaching and working with people, it's been the last year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's like interesting because Sometimes I say to myself, like, yeah, it's just been about a year, year and a half. But ultimately, it's actually like 10 years because all of that knowledge and experience you built up over that time, like all the trial and error, all the lessons that's factored into now the way you're coaching exactly. people. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like, you know, obviously I wouldn't have been in the best position in my life to offer the kind of advice that I can mm. offer people now um, without having those experiences. So I just feel like, this last year has been really 
powerful in the sense of that I can give people the best of me whereas before I was obviously still struggling and going through those different experiences myself yeah totally agree okay cool let's dive into your story then a bit it'd be cool to know like how maybe just like how did it all start this whole food and body journey what were the lows like and how did you get to this point really so for years so I'm 28 now I would say my first kind of memory of being obsessed with with my body not realizing I had body dysmorphia because you know you don't really think that's a thing especially Mm -hmm. when you're going through it um when I was about 15 or 16 um so I just kind kind of come into the end of school which does make sense as well because you're turning more into a woman like your body is changing um and I just remember always feeling really fat if I'm in the plainest terms possible I just felt massive and I was tiny and everybody around me telling me that I was tiny but I was just super obsessed with um my body image what I saw and what I thought other people saw um and that kind of went on for say the next well it went on that went on for about six years and I was very aware just of what I was eating and I wouldn't say I'd gained any weight at that point but I was still very just obsessed and then that was kind of to my early 20s um I'd got into a relationship that wasn't a good relationship and that was when all of the binging started happening um started gaining a lot of weight which would in turn make me eat more um I wasn't happy I was drinking a lot you know, when I say drinking a lot, I mean, like, I was drinking a bottle of wine a night, I was getting a takeaway four times a week, I was eating out for the rest of the time, you know, it was, I I didn't necessarily even know it at the time, but I don't think you do, otherwise, maybe you'd address it, Um, but, you know, then I had put on, I had put on quite a substantial amount of weight, um, and then, obviously, I was still just, as or if not more obsessed with my body image because I really wasn't I really wasn't comfortable and where I'd moved quite far away people would come and see me and then they would obviously make it clear that I'd put on yes. weight and oh, I'd get even more obsessed and then I'd get more upset and then I'd eat and then I'd binge and then I hate myself and oh my god it's just this cycle of you know guilt basically and then eating because you're guilty that just whole binge cycle mm-hmm. um and just I remember kind of obviously coming out of that coming out of that relationship and even now when I look back on those pictures and on my Instagram far back you'll see that there's transformation pictures where I'd lost a lot of weight I don't necessarily now look at those transformation pictures as like weight loss but instead I look at them as two completely different times in my life I associate that body with a lot of like depression upset binge eating so I don't post them necessarily anymore because I think on Instagram you only see a snapshot and people will think I'm saying like you know look how much of a better person I am now I've lost all this weight but no the transformation is massive massive mental one um but obviously I've completely come out of come out of that cycle and for me it was trying not to anymore you know I was sick of hating myself I was sick of not feeling comfortable sick of just feeling disgusting feeling like people were judging me as soon as they saw me so instead of making the image 
my body image a goal I'd set a fitness goal of mm-hmm. running um in the virgin uh, London virgin 10k so the image had no longer been associated with my fitness and I was really just trying to get through that 10k and then when I noticed that I was moving more I was feeling better and I was feeling more confident that was kind of the turning point for me where I was like okay this might not necessarily all now be about body image and Mm -hmm. trying to just win a healthier way of life yeah yeah that might have been a really long-winded story (laughs) (laughs) no it wasn't it was good I think there's so many points where I was just like yes yes I didn't want to interrupt you but like yeah yeah that whole like negative spiral that you get stuck in like you pointed out so well where you you start binging because maybe something happens for you is that relationship for me I like got uprooted and we moved to Russia and it was just a really like crazy time in my life and then like you see people who haven't seen you in a while and you can see the look on their their face or like a comment and you're and then that makes you like not want to see people anymore hate yourself more a terrible yeah spiraled I think so many yeah too definitely and you would like I mean a lot of people maybe who haven't necessarily gone through that would think okay well if someone's seen you say for example your your mum or your dad and they've said god you've put on some weight you'd think that would like snap you out of it to stop the Mm -hmm. binging but actually it just you know for me anyway did not do that and did the complete opposite it wasn't necessarily as well like with the binging it's not always focused around the food and you're not just it's not just because you know you're greedy or you're just eating that really tasty food you're actually going through something completely different that's non-associated with the food at all and it's just doing that to kind of block out whatever else is going on and you know from an outsider's perspective they don't necessarily know you're going through all of that stuff and maybe they think they're doing you a service saying come on go for a run or Mm -hmm. whatever (laughs) which is like you know not not how I handled it but yeah yeah I remember one time my mom when I was sort of like the height of my binging and like very depressed came back for Christmas one time and as I was leaving I wasn't going to see my mom for like six months she as the lift door was closing just like threw in a last comment like oh don't eat too much and I was like oh my (laughs) god it killed me inside oh my god and then I even went (laughs) yes and then I went to like I had a therapist at that time and I I told her about it and how much it hurt me and I was crying and she was like yeah but you know of course she you know she probably meant it well-intentioned and stuff like that and I was like yeah but it's just not the point yeah it just still yeah push you so far down I had this one friend who I like my last year of uni I basically skipped the whole year because I was so ashamed of myself and I finally went to this like end of year party and this guy friend came up to me at the bar and he's like oh since when did you get so fat and he grabbed my (gasps) belly grabbed my belly oh my god you're joking it was insane I I couldn't believe it not a lot surprises me anymore because I've heard some horrible things but that is ridiculous like yeah and that really cuts so deep and there's so many Mm. things that happen that like when I look back I think I just wish I said this or I just wish I did that but instead at the time you know it's that embarrassment and you're ashamed and you already feel all of those things that it just really really hurts and then because you're in that cycle the only thing that you kind of know that's going to kind of make it feel better is by eating or drinking 
Marseille, you just totally. go back and do that and cry while you're eating, thinking, why am I so disgusting? Yeah. Like, why can't I stop? What's wrong with me? Like, yeah. I feel like that phrase, like, what's wrong with me is so uh, common in, like, common. cycle. Yeah, so common. Definitely, definitely. So what do you feel like with binging? If someone's like, am I binging? Is this like, just overeating? Like, how would you know when it's actually a problem for someone? So for me personally, and what I would look at in somebody else is overeating. You know, so many of us overeat and that's fine. You go out for a nice mm-hmm. big dinner and you've overeaten and that's kind of the end of it. There's no guilt. There's no follow on feelings after that of like self-hate and negative self-talk whereas with a binge you overeat obviously um and then it's those feelings that come after it so for me it would be like three or four days worth of getting on the scales like every hour Mm, and really regretting every like just my whole days would have been consumed by that binge by thinking why did I do that like then maybe not eating or like really restricting my calories just being really 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 hard on myself and obsessing over that um binge if you like um another thing I think like my binges when somebody says they've binged and I'm like oh what did you eat for example and it's like oh you know I ate half a pack of biscuits and I'm like that's not (laughs) I'm gonna go ahead and say that's not a binge because my binge would be about three packs of biscuits, like a family-sized chocolate bar, a whole pizza, everything else. Yeah. Like get a takeaway in, and that's after dinner. Like yes, after dinner. Oh, yeah, you're not hungry. You're not hungry, and you do it anyway. It's like you're not thinking. I don't want to say mm. you black out or wake up because obviously that's an extreme. Um, that that doesn't happen or did not happen for me but it's the best way that I can kind of explain it where it's like I'm not exactly thinking what's going on while I'm literally shoveling food into my face yeah uh, mindlessly like um watching the tv maybe and just eating and then it's coming around to the realization seeing all of the empty packets and thinking what has just happened how have I just done that before I know it I've eaten about 5,000 calories Mm -hmm. in like an hour and a half two hours and then obviously the guilt and everything after that whereas if you're just going to eat you know a nice pot of Ben and Jerry's after dinner Mm -hmm. and there's no guilt the next day that's just overeating that's just you've indulged a bit much the binge is like an excessive amount and then an excessive amount of self-hate obsession and just like self-loathing yourself after that as well yeah totally agree I have like this this memory of um I've told it I've said on my stories on time before but I like I binged on Domino's a lot like Mm. that was my Domino's and Nutella were my number one binge foods like I would go through the the giant Nutella jar like the 750 grams or something um and so like I got this I tried one time I was like okay look I'm gonna have dominoes but I'll have the small size so I got it but it didn't it didn't get like my binge out of my system it didn't get it out the way yeah yeah so I, I literally ordered another dominoes like an hour later yeah and the delivery guy was like oh you you really like the pizza yeah and I was like, oh my God. Uh, and this one's actually not for me. So yeah. it's for someone else. <laughs> and I would get like oh the cookies as well within everything. But I literally didn't order it for like three weeks after that. 
and then I like yeah. went back to my old ways because it was my best binge food yeah 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 no I can completely relate and then I think as well when you're in that state of like um binge in that binge state where you're hating yourself and you're so embarrassed when that guy said that to you probably like oh my god killed you inside he thinks I'm disgusting you know but in his head he's just like having a laugh I know right you know he's just trying to like make a laugh with you but we take it our heads go to a completely different place it's like oh my god they think I am the most disgusting fat thing ever it's like what the hell like no he's having a laugh (laughs) yeah you even remember the look on his face like it was so like jovial it was just there's nothing to it Before I go on, let me just drop in for a second to let you know about something very exciting coming up. On the 6th of October, I am kicking off a group coaching program. I will help you get over binge eating once and for all and just everything that comes along with that. Poor body image, diet mindset, lots of big emotions that we don't know how to handle, skipping social events and dinners, poor self-beliefs and so much more. It's the real deal, 10 weeks in a small group, one hour on a group call each week, tons of content as well to absorb and integrate each week. We ain't just chatting about our problems in circles. This is all about action and real, sustainable, long-lasting change. And this isn't gonna be just like any other group coaching program. We're actually gonna have fun with it. Recovery doesn't have to be super serious and boring. Obviously, we'll still put in the hard work to transform, but we'll also have a laugh while doing it. That's definitely one of my main aims of the group setting. You ready? DM me right now on IG at freewithbreed or visit my website freewithbreed.com for all of the details and pricing. Reserve your spot today before they run out because I'm capping the group to keep it nice and personal. I hope to see your face there. Um, so you mentioned stepping on the scale, right? Like multiple times a day. Yeah. What was that like for you with weighing on the scale? Because I know for me included, like I was obsessed with it. Yeah, it's just, I think, oh, like it would just control my mood mm-hmm. so much. Like if I got on and I was a little bit lighter, obviously that would make me really happy. And yeah. then if I'd get on and I was anything heavier, then it would just be like, I'm, you know, I shouldn't eat or I need to go on a really long run or mm. I would go on that run and then I would get back on the scales. And it's just like an obsessive, really dangerous, really dangerous. I didn't have scales for years because I just knew it was like, it controlled me so much. Um, and I would just live my life by those scales, which is really not not fun, not a fun place to be when you're just so focused on whatever number is on those scales, which is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it's so really true. difficult. Yeah, I was so obsessed. I would literally, <laughs> I'd like go in the morning, do a pee, then weigh myself. Then yeah. go on a run, weigh myself, do a poo, weigh myself. Yeah, honestly, like anything, and then weigh yourself. Like after any meal, yeah, weigh yourself, yeah. get on. Or like like you say, yeah, go toilet. That would be like the biggest one because obviously the scales are right there. And you're like, oh, come on, I must have dropped a bit after that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, always, I'd always be surprised my poos didn't weigh that much. <laughs> yeah, like 
come on, it felt, it felt like it wasn't <laughs> It's such a disappointment. <laughs> so, so how did you like, um, how did you sort of release that obsession with the scale? Well, I think, like I said, I didn't have them for years. Mm. Um, not having them was, yeah. it's the same thing with like a binge. Like if you don't have the food in, you well, unless you order a takeaway, mm-hmm. but if you're less likely to do it if it's not yeah. in. So like with the scales not being there, I couldn't physically get on them. So my mind slowly drifted away from whatever it was that I weighed. I couldn't obsess over it because they weren't there. Um, and then also just becoming more educated around uh, the body mm-hmm. and knowing that the, the scales really aren't a measure of body fat and knowing that, you know, our weight fluctuates throughout the day, throughout the week, mm-hmm. throughout the month, the menstrual cycle, all of those things. I think just becoming more aware of that has made me realize that you know, it doesn't matter. Or if you do overeat a little bit and then you get on the scales a couple of days later, you might be retaining water. There's like so many different reasons that you're, you might be heavier on the scales. And I think when you, so when I'm talking to my clients and giving them all of the different reasons and factors that, you know, maybe they haven't seen a loss that week, if that's what Mm. they're going for, that there are so many reasons and the scales should just be, they shouldn't be what we're relying on. They should just be there as a measure that we might get on, you know, every few weeks just to see if, if fat loss is our goal that they're going down, but really, you know, I just look for, or looked for different ways of seeing progress. And now I would massively measure progress based on how I feel my energy levels and taking pictures as well if Mm. I'm trying to um like do a little bit of a cut or if I'm doing anything I'll always take pictures that would be the way that I measure things as opposed to the scales they're just like a every now and then thing yeah yeah I know for me like I was uh right before I sort of stopped using them I was with this PT that we were talking about before before the call yeah um and I did it for like two months with him and he was, he was not so much into the scale. Yeah. He was more into body fat percentage. So I do yeah. that like once every two weeks or something, but um, yeah, I was still focused on the weight, weighing myself every day. And then when I stopped working with him, actually it was, it coincides with when I fell in love. <laughs> love <laughs> I swear to God, love heals all, I swear. Yeah, yeah. But um, I just like stopped caring. And I, I literally didn't weigh myself. Like my scale was in my bathroom, but yeah. I didn't weigh myself for a year. And it yeah. changed everything. Like yeah. really did, really did. Yeah, yeah, it would just dictate my mood so badly. Oh like, God, yeah, honestly. Like you could be in a perfectly good mood. Yes. You could feel really full of energy and then you'll get on those scales and you'll think uh mm-hmm. right great and then that's it you're in a bad mood for the rest of the day like yeah I say I don't ever like say to my clients you know well no I do say to my clients that if the scale is something that dictates your mood I do not want you getting on it mm-hmm. like that is not what we're here to do you're not here to just get on the scales and tell me your numbers I want to know how are you feeling how confident are you feeling what energy do you have like how are you feeling in general as opposed to oh well the scales say mm-hmm. you know the same as last week or whatever it's just like but it, why are we measuring like our progress in one week as well? One week is like yeah. no time. It's nothing. <laughs> one week, like <laughs> what drastic changes are going to happen in a week? 
like we're measuring our progress based on a number that has so many different factors attached to it that like we're not necessarily aware of and we just immediately put it down to us being fat yeah it's crazy it really is it so is Mm. so self-talk let's talk about self-talk because I know this is like huge in the food and body space what was yours like in the sort of depths of your binge eating it was funny because whenever I was talking to other people or anything like that I would be really positive or come off as really positive so I think it's difficult for people who like have known me through that whole period of time to like I know my my mum in particular doesn't necessarily know how much I really didn't like myself and I think it's quite hard for people who knew you at that time that you were going through that to know that you went through that because you get so good at masking it you get get so good at just like pretending it's fine um there's only so long you can obviously do that for but inside I didn't want anyone to know I was going through that I was embarrassed I didn't want people to think I was like mad because that's essentially what people would say back if you say oh I'm really fat they're gonna say no you're not stop being silly Mm. so it's like they get to a point where it's like well I'm just not gonna I just won't say then I just won't say when I'm feeling feeling like that but the negative self-talk I mean I think I put it in in a post recently I did but it would consume I'd say about 80% of my day Mm. which is a long a long massive massive part of your day and it would be like analysis to paralysis like I wouldn't be able to focus on anything else because all I would be thinking about is me basically and how much I didn't like myself and how other people viewed me and just that endless cycle of telling yourself like well the only way you're going to be happy is if you're thinner that was honestly what I believed like but then also I didn't feel like there was any real help there to know like how to lead and live a healthy life without obsessing over it Mm. so it's just very like there were basically no me or me no me's or no you's around yeah I was about to say that I was like yeah yeah when I was like at my worst it must have been like five or six years ago I didn't there was there wasn't all this community on Instagram like I didn't know anyone else who's struggling like I was it would have been amazing to have someone like I was exactly the same and I got through and this is how I did it exactly you just don't see like especially with those binge cycles where you really like just hate yourself for days after you don't see anyone else going through that or you didn't see anyone else talking about it or no one else seemed to be as bothered by it so again that was another reason to not really talk about it because Mm -hmm. it just seemed so like nobody else went through it and you just thought like that same saying again like what is wrong with me yeah what is wrong with me that is honestly just how I felt all the time mm-hmm. why can't yeah. I just sort myself out <laughs> yeah like, yeah get it together yeah the amount of times I was like what the fuck is this like I am a smart person yeah like, how come everyone else can eat normally but I can't like what's what is this exactly like yeah. I literally cannot cannot control myself what yeah. why am I an animal <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah yeah I feel you like I once had um about like not opening up one reason I sort of also kept it to myself was I thought it was so like quote unquote unladylike and yeah. I had um 
I went to a, amongst all the many things I tried to do to like fix my problem, I went to a hypnotherapist and mm. he, I was telling him about my binge eating and he was like, oh, so tell me like, what does, what's it look like for you? And I said, whatever, like my typical binge. And he's like, wow. No, I mean, that's not a very ladylike, is it? And I was like, <gasps> oh my God. Oh my God. Thanks, Han. You've just confirmed all my like fears. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh. Yeah, I think especially yeah. for women, like you're like, there's this thing where you have to be dainty and like eat less than the men and be fragile and yeah, like, not eat too much. And then suddenly there's you like binging on like entire pizzas and you feel like a pig and like disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah or that look that people give you like I still eat pretty quick to be honest I'm a really fast eater mm. that hasn't changed but like if I'm around people even now this happens but obviously it doesn't get to me anymore I just love it yeah. I'm like yeah I know I need to eat slower yeah but when people would look at me as if just, like they'd look at their plate and then they'd look at mine and they'd be like oh oh my and I'm really, now I can just laugh it off I know I need to work on eating slower and more mindfully um but for some reason I just eat super quick um but that look that people would give you like it would oh god it was it would be horrible and that is like what people would look at you like but that's probably that's probably my social anxiety as well telling me that oh my god they they think you're an absolute pig yeah. for eating so fast but I mean, even like the small comments, you know, like if I go around my mum's and I'll go to get a biscuit or whatever, and she's like, oh, do you really need to eat that? Mm. Those small comments. And the thing is, like, I know, like, in my rational state of mind, she doesn't mean, like, don't eat that. You're like, you know, you're yeah. overweight or anything. But my mind immediately takes me to the place where it's like, oh, that's it my mum thinks mm. I'm disgusting just yeah. because I want to eat a biscuit but I don't know whether that's just I mean I think a lot of it is in our own heads it's like we were saying yeah. earlier so much of it does just come from like you know because these are or were our thoughts consistently throughout so much of the day that we feel like everyone else has those thoughts about us too mm. but reality is they don't <laughs> so true so true yeah. I think I saw something on Insta the other day and it was like so many women think like their boyfriend or their husband um, can notice, you know, when they've gained some weight on their belly or their hips and they're like, oh, I don't want him to touch me there. And you're really focused on it. But then if you flip it around, like, do you think he's, uh, do you ever yeah. think the same of him? Like, are you ever like, oh, he's gained some weight on his belly. It doesn't feel nice. Like, no. So exactly. That's yeah. so true. It's so yeah. true. Yeah. Honestly, that is so true because like, no now you've said that like there's no way I would ever like yeah right it's mad but we're just like you know as humans all of us we all think and care about ourselves and like we're always at the forefront of our minds like we're not at the forefront of everyone else's I know we like to think we're special but I know right <laughs> yeah actually it's funny because like I remember again at like the depths of my binging days. My mom at one point, she's she was texting me. We were trying to figure it out, like why, what's happening, and she's like, "Are you sure you're not just doing it for attention? Because it's very narcissistic. This whole thing you're going through, like it's all about you." And I was really triggered at that moment. I was like, "God, no! Like, how dare you say that? I'm struggling." Mm -hmm. But like, and I I don't think it was to get attention necessarily. But like, 
looking back, it is very all about you. It's like, what do they think about me? What do I need to eat? How do I look? And it's a bit, and yeah, it becomes very like self-centric and focused. And then it detracts from like other things in your life that can enrich your life, like service of others, community, connection. Yeah. It's so, so true. So what would you say um, are like the top three things that helped you get to a more positive place? I think the first one, the first one is definitely being more aware because just because like, you know, I'm in a much different position now. That's not to say those thoughts don't ever come creeping back Mm -hmm. in sometimes because that would be really naive to say that, you know, I'm a human, I'm the same human. So those thoughts do still creep back in, but being aware of those thoughts and knowing more about myself that's like what I would say is the first first thing to kind of know how to change because once you're aware of them you can do so much more whereas Mm -hmm. if you just ignore them and let them kind of creep in and take over your day then that's when it can get um you know really really bad and the second thing I would say is I'm a lot kinder to myself mm-hmm. so for example if I do want to I'm going to use the word overeat not mm-hmm. binge because I don't have all of that um you know horrible feeling after yeah. but if I'm gonna overindulge again it's being aware so I will ask myself right you know why am I why do I want to indulge mm-hmm. and if I do do it, I'm not allowed to beat myself up after it. Like mm-hmm. I have to have that active conversation with myself. Yeah. I can't just like uh, nonchalantly go in and eat loads of food and expect that I'm going to be okay. I have to be really hyper aware and I have to have that conversation with myself to say, you're allowed to do it, but you're not allowed to beat yourself up after mm-hmm. it. And you have to be mindful when you're eating and you're going to enjoy it while you're eating it. You're not just going to like do it without realizing. Yeah, that's so good. I love that. That's really good. Yeah, I think that's probably, um, and then as well, like if I feel like I'm not in a stable frame of mind, then that conversation allows me to not overeat and then not fall into the binge trap. Because if I'm like, right, am I going to beat myself up after this? How do I feel now on a scale of one to 10, like body image wise and how confident am I feeling? If it's quite low and I'm not feeling great in myself, then chances are... I'm not going to be very kind to myself after overeating. So it's just being aware of what state I'm in currently to know if if it's okay for me to overeat and just like, you know, yeah, that would be yeah. one of my big ones as well. Totally. Agree. Um, and the third one, I think it kind of goes in line with the second one, but it's just trusting yourself a bit more and like knowing your boundaries if you like like maybe now I can have things in the house and it's like becoming before I would not be able to have anything in the house my boyfriend would literally have to hide things Mm -hmm. because he knows that I would eat them and then cry about it Um, whereas now like you know get to that place where I can look at the Nutella and know that I'm not going to nosedive yeah what's just happened but that's obviously come off the back of the other two so just overall though the main thing I think is just being kinder to yourself and not 
not being horrible to yourself every day and not talking to yourself in a way that you wouldn't talk to your friend. That's mm. actually what I'm going to say is my third one. My mum gave me this piece of advice and um, a success coach that I work with, she's one of my clients and she's written this in her book as well, that if you wouldn't talk to your friend the way that you're about to talk to yourself, then do not do it. Like, mm. why would we talk to ourselves in a way that we wouldn't talk to our friends? Like, our inner thoughts are with us all the time. We are the ones who can control our thoughts. Yeah. We are the ones that can, like, allow ourselves to think things or not. So would I turn around and call my... Actually, I think I put this on Instagram as a post as well. Everything on Instagram. <laughs> but I think I uploaded something along the lines of, would you call your friend fat and disgusting? And obviously everyone was like, mm -hmm. absolutely not. No, who in the right mind would do that? Okay, fine. So why are we doing it to ourselves? Mm -hmm. Why would you do that to yourself? You're literally bullying yourself. Yeah. That's the only way that I can kind of phrase it as. And I think, again, it's that awareness when you kind of know that you're bullying yourself and you put it in that statement and that, that way of saying it. It's like, oh my God, I'm being so horrible to me yeah. would I let someone else talk to me like that no I fucking wouldn't like why yeah. am I doing it to myself so true I two things so like one was I was talking to a client the other day and she she said there's these women at work who make these comments about her lunches and so they're sort of like the mean girls you could say and then we were talking about her own self-talk and she was being the mean girl to herself as well so I was like yeah. why are you being the mean girl to yourself as well yeah like there's enough nasty people in the world that we do not need to be nasty to ourselves yeah it just there's enough people to do that for us that really we need to just like be kind to ourselves mm -hmm, mm -hmm. totally agree there was another thing I was going to say but I totally forgot what it was <laughs> <laughs> okay so how about um one last question to close things off mm -hmm. what would you advise your younger self at the depths of you know when everything was at the worst what would you say so I say this to a lot of um clients as well it's really difficult to advise this because if I heard this piece of advice would I have listened to it probably not but what I would say is happiness is not going to be found on the scale so I strived for so long to reach a certain number and I got there and I still wasn't happy, still wasn't happy. So that was when I kind of started to realize, okay, well, what is small enough? What is, mm. when am I going to be happy then? If this number hasn't made me happy and I've strived so long to get to this number, like what number's going to make me happy? It, there's not a number that's going to make me happy. Mm. There's other work that I obviously have to do that's not to do with my weight. And I think at that point, you know, I've, like I said, I've struggled so long with the scales and my weight and the number on the scales that if I knew that happiness wasn't going to come from what I weighed maybe I wouldn't have been so obsessed for so long yeah I completely agree with like you know I wouldn't have believed that either if you told me way back to I'd be like yeah, yeah but for me it's gonna work because I'm going to be different to you. Like when I get to the weight, I'm actually going to be happy and I'm not going to exactly. want anything more. Yeah. No, trust me. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. It really, yeah. really, really doesn't. And that was actually when I came to terms with the fact that I definitely had body dysmorphia because I thought, well, what size is going to be okay? 
like I was a size well I'm size eight what do I want do I want a size Mm -hmm. six size four like what am I striving for because when I realized that nothing was going to be small enough I thought well what what am I just going to like disappear and then I'm going to be happy like that was really when I realized like no something has to properly change here like I have to start working on myself and being kinder to myself because the scouts clearly that's not that's not what's making me happy yeah so agree so agree okay amazing chatting with you I love yeah, it I absolutely loved it honestly it's not often that I actually talk to people who have really similar experiences and run a very similar business so it was really nice yeah same for me I feel like sometimes it's a bit isolating doing all the online work and not getting yeah. to really like talk to a face so it's pretty cool yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly no it's been lovely awesome. and hopefully it's you know kind of people can relate to what we've spoken about and mm-hmm. hopefully taken something away yeah so tell us where can we find you on insta website so my website is www.wow-transformation.com and wow stands for weeks of well-being and also wow like wow (laughs) (laughs) and then my instagram is at hits that's h-i-i-t underscore with underscore underscore hayley h-a-y-l-e-y love it awesome okay it's been amazing chatting with you and we will speak soon lovely i'll talk to you soon thank you bye beautiful well i hope you guys enjoyed the episode as much as i did it was really cool talking to Haley. some key learnings from her one ditch the scale honestly just ditch the scale we don't want our mood to be dictated by the number going up and down two Awareness is key to change. We've got to know what's actually going on in front of our eyes to then be able to change it. Three, be kind to yourself. Talk to yourself like you would your best friend. That will change the game. And four, heal the inside first. As hard as it may be to digest that final piece of advice, it's so vital. We're often reaching and reaching and reaching for this external goal that we're fixated on when really the thing that we've got to work on is what's on the inside. And that's it. Make sure to follow Haley on Insta and I will see you guys next time. And that is the scoop for today. If this app inspired you, taught you something new, or has helped give you direction in your recovery journey, it would mean the world to me if you did me a massive favor. It'll only take two minutes, I promise. Review this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Once you've posted it, take a screenshot and DM that photo to me. I'll enter you into a monthly raffle. Yep, that's right. I ain't going to leave you hanging. So each month I'll randomly select one lucky winner and you'll receive a free one-to-one coaching sesh with me. It'll be super fun and valuable. And if you'd really love to give back more to me, it'd help me build this podcast so much more and reach so many more women. If you shared it with someone else who you think will love it, maybe it's a sister, a friend, a bestie, or your mom. I love you all so much. Thanks for listening and have a beautiful day.